Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Little Joe Sure Can Sing, from 1968. Normally on Bizarre Albums, when I cover artists who've released more than one album, I'll cover whatever album they released first, well, first, but there have been some exceptions. And one of these exceptions is with Joe Pesci. And there are two reasons why I didn't cover these releases in order. Way back on episode 11 of Bizarre Albums, in the simpler times of 2019, I covered Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings Just For You, the Joe Pesci album that was released in 1998. I was already deep into my research for that episode before I even found out that today's album existed. And once I learned about it, I quickly found out that copies of it were extremely hard to track down. I've had it on my list of albums I've been looking for ever since. I never thought I would actually find it. It was kind of the show's white whale. And now, not only did I find it, I found it only a few miles from my home. So I want to give a quick shout out and thank you to Lance at Permanent Records Roadhouse here in Los Angeles for holding on to this record for me. If you're in the LA area looking for a great record store, bar, venue, just an amazing spot overall, check out Permanent Records Roadhouse. Now that I've got that out of the way, let's get into it. And in order to tell you the full story of today's album, I've got to go back to that 2019 episode. Previously on Bizarre Albums. <laughs> Good story. It's funny. You're a funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean the way I talk? What? It's just, you know, you're, it's, you're just funny. It's, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Yeah, Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. He's... Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? Right. Funny how? What? Just, you know, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? let me understand this, because I don't you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? That, of course, is actor Joe Pesci in his Oscar-winning performance from Martin Scorsese's classic, Goodfellas. Pesci has made quite a career of playing a lot of short-tempered, volatile characters in films like Goodfellas, Casino, and Raging Bull. Even in the family comedy classic Home Alone, he plays the film's villain. Goodfellas and Home Alone both came out in 1990, by the way. That really has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but I just thought that was a fun fact. You're welcome. Pesci has been acting pretty much his entire life. When he was just five years old, he was already appearing in plays in New York. But Pesci also has a connection to music which started when he was just a teenager in Newark, New Jersey. Though they were several years older than him, Pesci was friends with Frankie Valli and Tommy DeVito, who at the time were singers in a group called The Four Lovers. During this same time, there was a teenage band from New Jersey called The Royal Teens. They had a hit single called Short Shorts that went to number three in the United States. Short Shorts was written by the Royal Teens piano player Bob Gaudio. While the Royal Teens were out promoting Short Shorts in 1958, a 16-year-old Joe Pesci introduced his friends Frankie Valli and Tommy DeVito to Bob Gaudio. 
This was even featured in the 2014 film adaptation of Jersey Boys. So listen, we got this jazz group, you know? We're playing up in Bergen Field with this kid. And this kid, he plays like a madman, he writes songs. And I'm thinking, this is the guy you're looking for. Yeah, for what? For the group, the band, the lovers, the Romans, whatever the hell the name is this week. Yeah? What's his name? Gordy. Bob Gordio. If you want, I can arrange a sit-down. All right, look, I handed a sit-down. You keep taking care of the bowling pins. Tommy, the kid's a genius. You're gonna thank me for this. And don't forget, I discovered him. Yeah, that Joe Pesci. The film actor? Who knew? Soon after the meeting, Gaudio left the Royal Teens and one year later joined the Four Lovers. One year after that, the Four Lovers changed their name to the Four Seasons. By 1962, they had their first number one hit. In the 1960s, Joe Pesci had tried to make a music career for himself. He started playing guitar in bands and for a short time even played guitar for Joey D and the Starlighters, best known for their number one hit in 1962, Peppermint Twist. Pesci didn't play on Peppermint Twist or any of the band's recordings, but his short stint with the band puts him in good company. Another guitarist who had also had a short stint in the band? Jimi Hendrix. Joey D and the Starlighters even released a movie in 1961 called Hey Let's Twist. Though he wasn't playing in the band at the time, Pesci appears in the movie as an extra. Here's a clip from The Late Show with David Letterman where Letterman surprises Pesci with a clip from the movie. I realize this isn't as good without the visual, but I'll post the visual on Instagram, so make sure you're following at Bizarre Albums. Pesci looks genuinely delighted to see it. We have some footage of one of your early films. You do? Yeah. Is it is it beeped and bleeped out? No, no, no. Oh. It, this is this is I, it's some kind of dance deal. It looked, oh, well, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, it was, it was a thing. I was an extra in it. it was it Hey Let's Twist? Oh, well, are you kidding me? What else could it be? Of course it was. It, of course it was Hey Let's Twist. You remember that, Biggie? Yeah, roll it, Hal. Here's uh, Joe Pesci in Hey Let's Twist. Now, that's not you. That's not you. That's, where are you? There he is, right there. That is me. Joey, is there is there any talk of doing a remake of Hey Let's Twist <laughs> or a sequel or something? I don't think I could get How old in. were you there? Uh, I was 17 or 18. Oh, my goodness. So welcome back to me in 2022. This story now brings us to the late 60s when Joe Pesci, under the stage name Joe Ritchie, would release an album of his own. In 1968, Little Joe Sure Can Sing was released on Brunswick Records. To youths. Let me read from Del Shields' liner notes on the album's back cover. The birth of a new performer is generally filled with many qualifying analysis. Generally, one of the problems is to decide what are those intangible ingredients that make up the personality of the performer. The immediate yardstick is to check the references of those who are responsible for the emergence of the new talent. In this case, it is Monty Kay, whose list of credentials includes such greats as the Modern Jazz Quartet, John Handy, Astrid Gilberto, Flip Wilson, and many others. And Jack Lewis, who's been involved with Jackie and Roy, Art Farmer, and Lawrence of Arabia, to mention a few. Little Jimmy Scott, 
a legend among jazz musicians and jazz partisans, has been known to wield his tremendous influence on many outstanding artists. More recently, critics have stated that Nancy Wilson's early influence came from Little Jimmy, and now we find a relative newcomer also crediting his musical descendancy from the great Little Jimmy. When Jack Lewis first heard Joe Ritchie, a Newark, New Jersey born and bred entree into the field of recording artists, singing with Willis Jackson at the Palm Garden in New York's Harlem, he immediately recognized the inimitable vocal styling of little Jimmy Scott. Thinking that many of the younger generation would not know Jimmy, Jack asked Joe if he'd ever heard of Jimmy. Joe replied that he had not only worked with little Jimmy, but he had lived with him for a while in Chicago. It's no wonder then that Joe had been able to capture the music mastery of little Jimmy Scott. DangerousMinds.net has a quote from Pesci that says, Just as he was called Little Jimmy, they were calling me Little Joe. My first album, in fact, was titled Little Joe Sure Can Sing. All I wanted to do was sing like Little Jimmy Scott. I became his disciple. I'd follow him around after gigs, see if I could help him in any way. We'd sing together nonstop for hours, sometimes all night. He'd teach me phrasing and harmony. This album is a collection of Joe Pesci, or Joe Ritchie, or Little Joe, whatever you want to call him, singing cover songs. And to start the album... It's a cover of the Bee Gees' 1967 single, Holiday. In fact, it's the first of three Bee Gees covers on the album. Holiday was a Billboard Top 20 hit for the Bee Gees. Little Joe's version was also released as a single, but it failed to chart. Up next is the first of three Beatles covers on the album, Got to Get You Into My Life. At this point in time, Got to Get You Into My Life had only appeared on the Beatles album Revolver and never released as a single. But in 1976, when the Beatles' rock and roll music compilation album was released, the song was then released as a single, peaking at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, six years after the Beatles had broken up. And had you gone, you knew in time we'd meet again, for I'd have told you, ooh, you were meant to be near me, ooh, and I want you to hear me say we'll be together every day. Up next is a song called Stop and Say Hello. Stop and say hello. No, this is not a Beatles cover. This one is co-written by the album's arranger, conductor, and one of its producers, Artie Shrek. One year before this album, Shrek was the arranger for Frankie Valli's classic Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. In the years following this album, Shrek would become known for his Clio Award-winning jingles, writing and arranging commercials for Pan Am, the ABC Network, and McDonald's. Yeah, you're the one. Baby, right now, you, you're the one. It's time to celebrate that's why we're looking just 
Stop and Say Hello was also recorded by Frankie Valley in 1968, but this is Little Joe's version. If I Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Up next is another Bee Gees cover, To Love Somebody. The Bee Gees actually recorded this song during the same recording session as Holiday. They had a top 20 hit with the song. Little Joe did not. Side one closes with another Beatles cover, The Fool on the Hill, which was also the B-side for the holiday single. Day after day, alone on a hill, the man with the foolish grin is keeping perfectly still. But nobody wants to know him, they can see that just a fool and he never gives an answer but the fool on the hill the other credited producers on the album are monty k and jack lewis monty k was known for his work primarily in jazz he was the founder of new york city's legendary birdland jazz club and he also produced several jazz artists including stan getz but he also worked as a manager in 1963, he became the manager of comedian Flip Wilson, and the two of them formed a record label called Little David Records. They released comedy albums by Flip Wilson, George Carlin, and a number of jazz artists. Jack Lewis was also more known for his work in jazz, working with artists like Duke Ellington and Herbie Hancock. But he also ventured outside of jazz sometimes, working with the likes of Davy Jones and The Love and Spoonful. He also produced the music in the films Lawrence of Arabia and Dr. Strangelove. There's more talk about Jack Lewis on the album's back cover. It reads, In this present LP, Little Joe has made what Jack Lewis believes to be a great album. 
In this offering, Joe shows incredible musicianship by displaying his great sense of timing. Above all, he sings with his heart and from his heart. Among the real grooves in the album is fixing a hole. On a personal note here, I love that it says he shows incredible musicianship by displaying his great sense of timing. I don't know, that's just funny to me. Anyway, speaking of fixing a hole, it's the third and final Beatles cover on the album, and it kicks off side two. There are no credited musicians on this album. The next song, Let's Stop Fooling Ourselves, had an additional very vague credit saying, Vocal with Chorus and Orchestra. No names, just Chorus and Orchestra. Not sure why that's pointed out. With my eyes so full of tears Your love is gone after all these years It's over No more parentheses in my life from what I can tell, may be an original song for this album. It was written by Willie Stewart, and he has literally zero other credits on Discogs. Then there's a cover of Robert Wells and Mel Torme's Born to be Blue. But I'm going to skip past those and go to the album's closer, another Bee Gees cover, and The Sun Will Shine. This is a ten-song album, and six of its songs are either Beatles or Bee Gees songs. As I mentioned at the top of the show, physical copies of this album are very hard to find. When I had done the other Joe Pesci album back in 2019, Little Joe Sure Can Sing was barely even available to listen to online, with the exception of a couple of songs on YouTube. But in September of 2021, suddenly this album had a little bit of unexpected attention. HBO released their Sopranos prequel film, The Many Saints of Newark. In it, Ray Liotta's character is a jazz enthusiast and his nephew brings him albums to listen to in jail. And you can see Little Joe sure can sing among the different jazz albums he brings him. And perhaps it was this brief cameo that led to this album finally getting released digitally. In a November 5th, 2021 post on Facebook, Brunswick Records posted the following. Before Joe Pesci became a film legend, he was a singer. In 1968, he recorded an album for famed independent label Brunswick Records. Unlike the soul and R&B that Brunswick was best known for, the artist billed as Joe Ritchie delivered inspired versions of several early Bee Gees classics, 
paid tribute to the Lennon-McCartney songbook with three Beatles songs, and got bluesy on a Mel Torme gem, among the ten tracks on Little Joe Sure Can Sing. What could have been a mere curiosity from the distant past is actually a lost classic begging to be discovered by new generations of music lovers. Original vinyl copies continue to be sought-after collectibles, but now everyone can enjoy the album on their favorite streaming and download sites. Available now on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Deezer, YouTube, Amazon.com, Napster, and more. It's all kind of full circle here. Joe Pesci won an Academy Award for his role in Goodfellas, which inspired director David Chase to make The Sopranos, and The Sopranos seems somewhat responsible for resurrecting this album. At least digitally, anyways. But a cast member of The Sopranos also released an album of their own. In 2001, Jamie Lynn Sigler, who played Meadow Soprano, released Here to Heaven. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.